Well, everyone, welcome to The Market and the Good. My name is Chris. I'm your host. And today we have a guest, Nathan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, pleasure. And for those who do not yet know Nathan, he is the founder of FreeUp, a 30-year entrepreneur and, in his spare time, really into interval training. So, Nathan, what will the audience gain by listening to us today? 10-year entrepreneur. I'm 30 years old. I haven't been an entrepreneur for, for 30 years. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about hiring and scaling and, and building remote teams, building the systems and processes and really good teams to, to scale that business without having to have a, an office and the overhead that comes with it. And so this is a very interesting space to you know, have developed a career in. So what's, uh, and then what got you into this space? What's, how, why are you trying to make money in ways that are making the world a better place in this way. So I had an Amazon business. I started selling on Amazon when I was 20 and I started off scaling that business remote, although it was kind of remote. I was in college. I was hiring college kids. They didn't have to come to my dorm room to work, but I still was someone in the same vicinity of them. And they were unreliable. They were drinking and smoking on the job and no 30 year old wanted to work for me. So I got into the remote hiring world outside of college and hired people from the Philippines and all over the world. And, I did that for a few years, had a lot of success, but when the business grew, I thought, you know what, this is going to be better if I bring it into an office. And I actually moved to Florida, opened up an office. I paid for people in the U.S. to relocate and, and work in Orlando, Florida. And it was probably one of the worst business decisions I ever made. I added overhead to a business that didn't really need it. People didn't really like driving to work every day. They were used to the remote culture. I felt like I created a nine to five job for myself. So it took a year or so, but I realized that mistake, went back to remote. And I, people that I talked to always had that same issue using the other marketplaces out there, the Upworks, the Fivers, where it's kind of a free for all. You post a job, you get a hundred people to apply, you interview them one by one. And they always wanted something faster, something better, or I always wanted something faster and something better. And that's when I came up with the idea of free up launching a marketplace where it vets service providers before they get on and matches them quickly. It has 24 seven support on the back end in case people have the smallest issue and then a no turnover guarantee where if someone quits, they cover replacement costs. And even though I sold free up, I still love it. The internal team is great. The people we sold it to are amazing. They're going to scale it and grow it and make it even better. But now I'm kind of focused on what I wasn't able to do with free up. I was so focused on building the systems and processes with free up. I, even though I put out content, I was never able to really just sit down and build a course of, hey, this is how I did it from $5,000 to $12 million and did it only with remote VAs in the Philippines. And so that's what I'm focused on now with my new company, Outsource School, which will hopefully provide a lot of education to help entrepreneurs that have good business ideas, maybe have good revenue streams, but are still stuck in the day-to-day -day operations of their business. Perfect. For, so for the majority of the, the global workforce, if not the U.S. workforce, for those of us who are, are working in small shops, how do you work with others when you need to outsource that talent that isn't your, your core competence? So having been in this space in a couple of different ways and a couple of different angles for a while, what's the, what's the problem that you're seeing and what's maybe a little bit of the solution that you're seeing to it? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that, that I'm launching Outsource School, and we'll start with one course, and depending on how people like it, expand from there, it, it's just that education behind it. I know there's a steep learning curve. When I first talked to Chiki Ann, who was one of my first hires, I probably couldn't point the Philippines on the map. I didn't know, understand the culture differences. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to motivate or how to retain people, turnovers through the roof. No one wanted to work for me. So 
it's different and not just in the Philippines, but dealing with anyone that comes from a different background, a different culture that is used to working with clients in, an, in a different way. And I made a ton of mistakes, cost me a lot of time and money and all my hair and, and all that. Um, but I also learned a lot too. And I feel like I wish that there was someone out there before when I had started hiring and using VAs that could say, hey, make sure that you do this up front. This is going to save you a lot of time and effort or, or hey, don't do this. This is a mistake. This is going to make people not want to work for you. And, and I want to make it easier and shorten that gap where, yes, they can go to free up and I still recommend going to free up to get great freelancers and virtual assistants. But if you don't know what to do with those VAs after the fact, that only does you so much good. So now I kind of want to bridge that communication and, and education gap. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so we've covered lots of different things with lots of different ways that folks might um, start either stepping into the, the virtual space, the remote working space, or accelerating in the remote working space. What, um, what's one call to action? If, if the audience just does one thing today, when they finish up from the episode, what's the one thing that they should walk away doing? Yeah, I mean, to me, when you're going to hire, ask someone who their favorite client is and why. Once it, with that question, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn about what that person cares about. Is it money? Is it title? Is it stability? You're also going to learn about um, what that VA looks for in a client. And so you can mimic that client. You want to be every person that you work for favorite client. There's a lot of benefits from that. So that's one easy thing that I did back in the day with Chicky Ann. I said, Hey, clearly whatever I'm doing is not working. Tell me about your favorite client, your best client. What are they doing? And then really learn from that. Perfect. Perfect. And obviously, as uh, you know, there's lots to, to learn in this space as folks continue to explore and, and build out these more remote teams and working on the culture through that. Uh, would you mind, uh, Nathan, if folks follow up with you, engage online, reach out to you on the various platforms? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, real, the real Nate Hirsch. Um, I'm on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, connect with me, check out Outsource School. There's going to be some awesome stuff there. And, and I look forward to working with you guys. Perfect. Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. Much appreciated. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. And uh, audience, please do check out the show notes, check out the uh, links to all of the places to catch Nathan. And uh, if you have questions, ideas for future episodes, do send them in and ratings as well. We'll catch you here next time at the Market and Good. Thanks all. Bye.